Weekday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Market View. I'm Clarice Montero together with JP Ong today. It is a short trading week, but it doesn't look like it was a good trading morning. Not at all, Clarissa. <laughs> Not at all, especially when you look at the rest of the region where everybody is doing well except us and New Zealand. Now, New Zealand, there's a reason behind that. Do you know that slowly but steadily over the last couple of weeks, New Zealand displaced Chinese markets or Shanghai as the best performing market year to date in Asia. Mm-hmm. So it might be because people are just flocking the milk. Or there must be a reason why they're going there. But so far, we're seeing, seeing New Zealand starting to succumb to some profit taking. Their index is down by about 0.2%. But when you're coming off of those highs, it, it, it doesn't seem so bad. But what really seems rather odd is the fact that the Straits Times Index continues to pull back despite the fact that the rest of the region is shining so far. Mm-hmm. Quite a tumultuous last couple of uh, uh, Days Ten also. days. <laughs> Ten days. And also the last 24 hours or 36 hours where we saw, um, where we saw uh, the likes of Google, for instance, saying that they yep, were going yep, to uh, yep. discontinue working with Huawei. Black, or and then they're on, already deciding to walk in And they're trying to walk that back also. And this starting to really roil uh, trade tensions once again. But markets seem to be at least enjoying the fact that there is this seeming, I guess, calming of nerves, perhaps an, uh, a re-entry of sensibility in the mm-hmm, trade talks right mm-hmm. now where, where, where maybe the rhetoric is starting to be toned down a little bit. But once again, local markets did not get the memo. The Straits Times Index is down by about 0.4%. And it's enough, Clarissa, to send the local bores or the local benchmark below 3,200. So how much lower can we go? That's anyone's guess at the moment because there's, there's, a, there's a steady downward pattern for the Straits Times Index. STI is now down by about 22 points since the start of April. So that impressive April, kiss that goodbye. Seems that May has just really murdered the, the rally we saw over, over at the start of the second quarter, uh, when you look across uh, across uh, the, the, the stock across the markets today, um, you name it, everyone's uh, seeing losses. Yang Zichang shipbuilding still falling by about two percent, despite the seeming easing of those trade tensions between China and the U.S. They're still down; they're down by about two percent. All three banks, DBS, OCBC, UOB, all falling. And once again, the worst of the big three right now is UOB. Their stock is down by about 0.6% to $25.82 a piece. And losses to be had. There are a few uh, stocks that are doing okay, and perhaps you might want to favor the letter S at the moment. Three notable stocks on the Straits Times Index that are doing well are ST Engineering up by about 1%. SGX itself is also in the green. And also Singtel, surprisingly, is ra- being rather resilient. A lot of analysts, despite the fact that they had that uh, disappointing uh, Full year pro- uh, report where they saw profits fall by forty two percent. You know, a lot of analysts such as uh, Sachin Mittal, who we spoke to at DBS, said that they, they see signs of this of Singtel's problems at least starting to bottom out, and perhaps mar- markets are look, trying to get ahead of the possible bounce back for Singtel if these analysts are correct. But so far, if your if if your name doesn't start with the letter S on the Straits Times Index, you are in for some losses. Genting Singapore relatively flat, uh, and uh, the likes of uh, of uh, Wilmar International. Venture Corporation. The manufacturers not exactly uh, happy yet, and they're still reeling from all this uncertainty. And a lot mm-hmm. of business uh, folks on the in the U.S. and in China continue to say that this uncertainty might be the one that actually kills their businesses if it gets any worse. And uh, I think it's just a matter of is the is it, are we going to have a trade war? Are we not going to have a trade war? That way we can plan accordingly. Huawei said the other uh, the other day that. Uh, 
last year they were already bracing themselves for the worst in the trade war, and they've actually told some of their suppliers and some of their um, and some of their uh, other uh, clients that they've actually stockpiled about 12 months worth of parts. In preparation for 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 the worst, and it seems that the worst, well, they've walked back a little bit from the worst, but mm-hmm. they're still about three steps away from that um, from crossing into Mordor. So we'll see what happens uh, actually in that regard. But again, the Straits Times Index is in the red so far. Okay, and and because I'm always curious about. How safe havens are doing? How are the REITs doing today? The REITs today, let's take a look at how they're doing. Well, it's a bit mixed, actually. Um, if you are a REIT that's listed on the Straits Times Index, you're not, probably not doing too well. You're seeing Capital Mall Trust falling by about 2%. Maple Tree Commercial down by about 1%. Well, they're not on the STI, but regardless, Ascendus REIT is also down by about 1%. But uh, when you, when you, when you go down the, I guess when you go down the list at the moment, there are some stocks that are actually doing okay or some REITs are doing. Maple Tree Industrial, for instance, is up by about half a percent. Keppel, mm. uh, sorry, not Keppel, ESR REIT. At this, at this point, the, the, the boards are changing at the moment. ESR REIT is up by about 1.9%. If you look at the business trust so far today, not a lot of action. seems a lot of people are staying on the sidelines, but the likes of Asian PTV Trust, Accordia Golf, they're all falling at the moment. Um, the REITs at the moment look a little bit better than the Straits Times Index, but not by much. There is a significant pullback at the moment for local stocks today, and uh, and they're just and it seems that they're missing out from the seeming bounce that we're seeing across the region. Okay, so how much of this do you think has to do with um, the Ministry of Trade and Industry? narrowing its forecast range downwards today. Well, I think uh, this contributes quite a bit because if there we have to figure out what are the what are the drivers and what are the events that 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 are unique to Singapore versus mm-hmm. the rest of the region. Right. And by the way, Singapore as a major economy and as one of the hubs for uh, for the ASEAN region also, when you see a decline in Singaporean uh, in the Singaporean economy, it it does send a couple of ripples across the region, but it, no one feels it more than the epicenter. And the, and the epicenter right now is the fact that they saw um, that they saw a GDP actually come in at one point two percent. Remember earlier in uh, I believe earlier in May when we, just just a couple of weeks ago when we when they released the advanced figures or the the advanced figures of one point three percent that was enough to send shockwaves. So now they've revised that down by about point one percentage points. Uh, th- this also confirming a lot of co- concerns. That we're seeing the electronics, the manufacturing industry continue to decline. There is a forecast now that electronics, uh, the electronic sector, will actually post a uh, another a decline of about two percent or or stay flat for the rest of 2019. So uh, keep in mind too that the electronics industry, the manufacturing industry, about a fifth of the uh, of uh, of Singapore's entire economy. So the fact that we're seeing some of these uh, some of these uh, tremors. At the moment, not exactly good news for anybody. We'll be speaking to Jeff Ung of Continuous Economics later at 4 o'clock. He'll be coming into the studio mm-hmm. to help us break down those figures and also Japan's GDP figures from the, uh, from, uh, the other day. They did, in, in contrast, Japan actually surprised on the upside. Mm-hmm. So we want to compare and contrast exactly what's going on between these two economies. Of course, they're both very, very different from each other. But what's happening with Japan? Why did they grow? Why did they surprise in the first quarter? Why did we disappoint in the first quarter? And what are some of the trends that might actually... Uh, what are the trends, both global and local, in these two economies? What's it going to? Sh- how is it going to shape the outlook for these two uh, developed economies in Asia? Well, the SGX firms report pretty meh 
quarter one earnings. I'm sorry, I couldn't find a better word than meh. No, meh, meh, is, a, meh is a great... Uh, <laughs> I've used that uh, a number of times to, uh, to Clarissa. And yes, it has been... A, uh, I, you, you, the, uh, the more refined way to call it is perhaps that it's a little lackluster at the moment. But so far, it seems that a third of these... Um, of these uh, firms that reported actually didn't do too well. That's according to the Business Times, of course, that the, they saw um, a first quarter earnings from from some of the from some of the SGX listed companies um, actually disappoint. The third of them actually saying that they were in the red. So uh, you know, this is something as earnings season continues to wrap up for uh, for, for Singapore. Also, we get a bit of a. Uh, we get a bit of a, uh, I guess, a snapshot of just how this has impacted the private sector also. And, the, and according to the Business Times, about 91 companies out of about uh, two, uh, 304 companies actually uh, saw, saw losses because of that. And, uh, f- and, uh, and when you combine everything, net profits for all these companies actually came in at about uh, – it was up by about 4%, but still uh, not exactly uh, – it's it's not exactly inspiring, and uh, of course we know it's really bitten into the manufacturing sector. A lot of these trade uh, these trade tensions that have hit them. Also, KGI Securities head of research Joel Ung said overall the performance was boosted though by better than expected performances of the three banks, and because of they saw trading income actually start to stabilize on the first three months of the year. But the first three months was pretty much everybody saying, "Oh, we think that the trade war is actually going to resolve itself. We're mm-hmm. going to come to a deal, yeah. if not within this this uh, <laughs> these these hundred days." Perhaps in the in the next hundred days, President Trump, U.S. President Trump alluded to the fat possibility that they might sign off on a trade deal in late June. Of course, that has been blown to smithereens, and the second quarter looks very different. So, the thing about banks too is when you depend a lot on trading income, you're pretty much at the beck and call of markets. And even though some of they employ some of the best traders, some of the best investment strategists in the world, even they uh, can't weather. You know, market challenges and storms like we, we saw in the fourth quarter of last year, and possibly also in the second in this in this quarter if things start to get even worse volatility has been shoot, volatility that is has been shooting up in US markets has been carrying over also here but the volatility has been pushing markets here down the three big banks were some of the biggest best performers mm-hmm. but you compare that to the manufacturers so you got the three big banks which is about 40% of the entire straits times index and then you've got the manufacturers which uh, as a sector com- uh, comprises about a fifth of the entire economy. So you have to weigh yeah. both of them against each other. And if the trade war continues to get worse, what's that going to do for market vo- for market conditions, especially mm-hmm. for these banks that are depending on trading income? What's that going to do for global growth, especially given the Ministry of Trade has also cut their expectations for our full year growth to about 1.5 to 2.5% right. in terms of, uh, in terms of e- economic growth? You know, it's uh, yeah. It was a great first three months for the banks, but now the uphill climb has gotten a little bit steeper. I think. All right. You know, you know. In a previous life, I I worked in the bank and was training to be an analyst. And one mm. of my first trainers. You could have been here actually. In that position, <laughs> this this will, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, well, I, I think I, I'll stay behind my microphone. Thanks. You do have the control of the panel. I don't. I, don't, uh, I am yeah. in control. Yes. No, but one of my earliest um, mentors was a Jardine, as in Jardine Matheson, from the family Jardine. Yes. And so I was. I read with great interest the article about. Um, Jardine Matheson Holdings. It is a 187-year-old conglomerate 
who aren't getting hammered this year. This, the, 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 the share prices have been getting hammered. That is uh, for certain. And, uh, you know, Jeff Howey, who was with us just last uh, Friday, actually mm-hmm. said that he, we have to keep in mind also that these stocks had a pretty decent uh, 2018 or last couple of years, and we're starting to see a rotation away from the, the, from the house of Jardine. But when you look, when every time I look at a table for the best and the worst performers mm-hmm. on the uh, Straits Times Index, I can't help but uh, notice that a lot of these Jardine Matheson, a lot of these Jardine-related uh, stocks are actually doing v- rather poorly. Jardine Cycle and Carriage getting mm-hmm. hammered also because of the uh, downturn in auto purchases that we've seen in Singapore recently, that affecting their outlook. Also, a lot of these woes with regards to auto tariffs being placed on a bunch of uh, Bunch of manufacturers. There's worries that uh, you know that that a lot of these uh, headwinds that the that the bigger auto industries or auto markets might filter into Singapore is a, is a question. Also, sure. dairy farm. Usually, when I take a look at these tables, I. I, I ask my I, like uh, my subconscious asks question like what are the odds that dairy farms at the bottom? Usually they're somewhere in the in the among the worst three, mm-hmm. and and, and uh, these stocks perhaps the worst. But it's also filtered into how Jardine Mathis and Jardine Strategic of that. Uh, one thing though that I I, I always wonder about uh, the House of Jardine is the structure or the way these companies are organized. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not the easiest. Uh, this, it's not the easiest org chart to read out. What, what determines when someone falls under Jardine Mathis and what determines when someone falls under Jardine's Well, strategic? that's 187 years of history right That there. is true. But again, I, I think uh, 187 years, though, I mean, there are ways to simplify the, the organization, <laughs> right? But that's not, not my as, call. Not as long as there are still family yes, members. That's true. And, and again, the, 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 as you said, these guys, are, these guys have been doing this for 187 years. They might be privy to more advantages to actually organizing the company this way. But the likes of uh, DBS's Alfio has said that Dairy Farm, for instance, has been seeing operational issues. And, um, and some other analysts actually on Smart Karma have also said that, that uh, this, is a, this is at least uh, notable that all of these uh, businesses seem to be lagging at the moment. Mm-hmm. So Jardine Math, Jar- the House of Jardine, it's a, it's, it's a question worth asking actually uh, also more in the markets. And I'll, I'll keep digging. I'll keep looking around for analysts who are willing to talk to us about why they've actually not been doing rather well. When you look at uh, Jardine Strategic, they're the best of the worst, for lack of a better term. They're up, they're down only by about 3%, but Jardine Matheson itself is, has dropped almost 11%. One thing, though, that also is a bit boggling is uh, perhaps this has something to do with the uncertainty with regards to where the U.S. dollar is heading. So mm-hmm. the U.S. dollar has been rather strong in 2016, 2018. So when you see the dollar get stronger against currencies like the Singapore dollar, for instance, uh, you know there is some upside to owning stocks that are denominated in U.S. dollars, such as Jardine Matheson, Jardine Strategic, mm-hmm. Dairy Farm, for instance. But the U.S. dollar has been a little bit wobblier. We've, see, we've heard from the, central, from the Federal Reserve that they're going to keep rates unchanged for the rest of the year and maybe even a rate cut. But that usually is bad news for currencies and the local dollar because it makes sure. it less attractive to actually hold your money in U.S. treasuries or earning in U.S. dollars. So perhaps this also a signal for some of these uh, investors that, you know, the good times we've had with Jordan's strategic and Jordan Madison, especially dollar-denominated stocks, perhaps now's the time to start taking a lot of profit until they can see a reason mm-hmm. for why they should come back. That's a big question. Keep in mind also a lot of these companies uh, tend to report their earnings on a semi-annual basis. So we'll have to wait until July or August to actually get a little bit of word well, from them. Well, you can as how keep digging. Now, as to the rest of the day, are we going to see more pullback? Are we going to see some stabilizing at... Okay. Just under thirty two hundred. Okay, so I think at the I think uh, what's uh, you know 
We'll have to ask the markets what they're thinking at the moment. Uh, I, I actually, I think it's going to be a day where we miss out on the rally. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if a last-minute pickup actually sends us to 3,201. Mm-hmm. So we've seen actually the Straits Times Index uh, try to hold on. They put up more of a fight before falling below resistance level. So 3,212 for the longest, for the last couple of uh, days or weeks, was the line in the sand. They said, we're not going to lose those gains we've made in, in the month of April. It seems that they've broken that with a lot of, uh, they've broken that with a lot of conviction so far today. But I think 3,200 is going to be the next line in the sand. And, uh, you know, the only thing we can really hope for is that a couple of brave bargain hunters come back in and perhaps push it back up to 3,201. But again, what's really getting, what's really uh, weighing on sen- on trader sentiment today is that the fact that earnings have been a bit mixed in last cluster mm-hmm. is the fact that it's uh, our GDP print. Is it, the, uh, is it the trade war or the continued trade uncertainty? Perhaps a hodgepodge of all three. Not really sure, but I think it's going to keep us in the red at least. And the best we can hope for probably is 3,201. All right. Well, you can hear more of JP later today on Primetime. He said already that he's going to be speaking to... Jeff Ung. He's an economist over at Continuum Economics. And it's uh, very fascinating to talk to Jeff on days like this when you have two GDP releases, Japan's yesterday and Singapore's today, because he covers both economies. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what he made of these two prints and uh, whether, he, whether we can also glean some uh, similarities or differences between the two economies and what drove uh, Japan, what made Japan surprise, what made us disappoint, for lack of a better term, in the first quarter, and how that's going to guide their outlook at continuum economics for both economies. That conversation in prime time later today. This has been Market View. I'm Clarissa Montero. He's JP Ong. You are on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.